Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, are you struggling to help people change? Whether it is someone you work with or manage, or even someone at home, it goes without saying that change is hard. And if you are unable to help others change, then life and work becomes so much more difficult. Over the next few episodes, we're going to cover the Science of Change series. And in today's episode, I look at why change is so hard. Hint, it's all about the brain. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. At the last 8% morning, we integrate three things, movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises so that we can be better in our more challenging last 8% situations. This whole podcast is the how of leadership taking into consideration how the brain works, how we show up when we're under pressure, how other people show up when they're under pressure. And we want to inspire you to have the courage to be exceptional. Courage to be uncomfortable. The courage to take risks. The courage to fail. The courage to be bold. So we start just by walking. So feel your feet on the ground. See if you can let go of thinking and planning and doing. And just arrive in this moment. And you can start by taking a few deep breaths just as a way to settle into the awareness of the body either at the belly feeling the breath or belly rise and fall or at the nose where you feel the breath come in and come out let the breath come into its own natural rhythm and simply be aware of the breath As you well know, this is not a breathing exercise. It's not a way to calm the mind, though that can be an outcome. We practice mindfulness so we can build awareness. It's a vehicle for being aware. So as you notice the belly rising and falling, you may may be aware of sounds 
And when you do, including my voice, just simply notice hearing and return to the breath. You might feel sensations in the body. Feel now from head to toe. What sensations are predominant? And simply be aware. Notice how when you bring your awareness to different body sensations, how they change. And then when the physical sensations are not predominant, return to the breath. And if your mind wanders, which it will, I hope you're starting to see in this podcast that this mind just has a mind of its own, so to speak. But as you notice a thought or an image appear in the mind, or that it carries your your mind away with it, and you momentarily get lost in thought, just see if you can notice thinking, thinking. And see if you can be aware of the thinking as opposed to getting lost in the thinking or in the story. And again, notice what happens when you bring some awareness to thinking. Does it continue? Does it disappear? And when the thought is no longer, simply return to the belly feeling it rise and fall, or the nose, the sensation of breath coming in and going out. In this way, we are simply being mindful moment to moment. We're bringing non-judgmental awareness to our experience. And we're doing this to build insight. We're doing this to understand the mind. Because it's our mind that is the tool. Our brain is the tool that's going to allow us to live fully to do our best work, to be a great manager or leader. And it all comes from this practice. So just stand tall, look around, feel grateful. It is so great to walk with you today. I hope you're walking. Really important. Why do we include movement? Because we know that mood follows movement. So we're trying to build habits. Habits of behavior. Habits of mind. Habits of emotion. All right. So let's move to our idea of the day. This is the first in our series of the science of change. Your organization might be facing some significant change right now. Could be organization-wide, like a large-scale transformation that affects everyone and everything. Or it might be that you're changing your company strategy. Or it could be a personnel change. Maybe you're growing. Or changing reporting structures. Or maybe it's some unplanned change, such as 
what we've been through with COVID and needing to work from home, that's unplanned change. Or it could be some remedial change, like your product or your offering is not meeting the needs of your customers and you need to reassess how you can create that better fit. Whatever it is at work, you might be going through some change. Could be in your personal life. Maybe you're acting as a mentor, a parent, or you know, a well-meaning partner or spouse, and you want to exert a positive influence and assist someone in reaching their goals. Whatever the case, whether at work or at home, change is hard. Because if it's at work, not only are you trying to fly the plane, so to speak, trying to run your area, your team, your function area, and having so much to do in so little time. So not only are you trying to fly the plane, you're trying to transform the plane, change at the same time. And the two together can be overwhelming. But that's not even the biggest challenge. Your biggest challenge is people. Organizations don't change, people change. And the fact is that people are not great at change. They aren't, it's just true, no one is. And there's a bunch of reasons why people struggle with change. And if you are not aware of them, you will struggle. If your organization is not aware of them and your managers are not equipped with this understanding, you will struggle. Because there's a lot at stake if we are not able to help people change. If you're not able to help people change. Number one, I'll give you three, but number one, things do not move forward. And this can be catastrophic for an organization. And you've heard all the stories of organizations that couldn't change. Think of, you know, some classics. Blockbuster didn't change. Got crushed by Netflix. Dell didn't change. Was overridden overtaken by mobile devices. Kodak didn't change and lost out to the digital era. Even Microsoft, who currently is doing pretty well, but at one point didn't change, fell asleep when ebooks, smartphones, tablets took over. Motorola didn't change, got outmaneuvered by smartphones. Sears didn't change and lost out to aggressive discount stores such as Walmart and Target. Sony focused on hardware at a time when software took the upper hand, didn't change, and left an opening for Samsung and Apple to run away, amongst others, to run away with the market. Even Yahoo, you know, didn't change, and Google ran away with search. I mean, I could go on. There's a number of these stories. So at a really high level, if an organization cannot change, cannot really understand what a customer wants and meet that need and align all the organization to meet that need, then it will go out of business. It is existential, existential, sorry. Charles Darwin famously said, it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. So number one, it's on an organizational level. Number two, as difficult as change is, the irony is that your people do not want to hang around and play for an organization that is unable 
to change and playing a game from a different decade. So you will lose good people. Number two, you will lose good people. And I can tell you, I saw this at uh, Research in Motion, RIM, or as they changed their name to BlackBerry. I was working with them through their heydays when they owned mobile. But they were not able to manage change when Apple came on and Android. And they ended up losing their best and brightest people to other organizations who are not being left behind. And it's interesting because even when Apple brought out its first three models of the iPhone, which was in 2007, they lagged behind BlackBerry in sales because RIM, Research in Motion, had huge advantages in carrier and enterprise support. But they could not change and Apple eventually overtook them. And then their best people left. And once their best people left, they just were hollow, were not able to go forward and be the power that they were previously. So number two, your best people will leave. And finally, number three, you will get personally frustrated. You work hard. You've been through a lot. And in trying to get your organization to change, when it's not happening, when you're struggling to make change happen, you will start to feel hopeless and helpless. And it's not fun to go to work when this is the prevailing feeling on your team or in your organization. And our lives are short. You don't want to spend moments feeling eternally frustrated by not being able to move the dial. So what to do? Well, it starts by understanding why people struggle with change. And that's solely what this episode's about. So let's understand, there's really kind of two big reasons why change is so hard and why people struggle. Number one, and just before we do, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Feel the breath come in right down to your toes, calming this body. And breathe out and release tension. And just feel your feet contacting the ground. Fantastic. So number one, all change is personal. When change hits an individual, it affects their brain first and foremost. And they have trouble seeing beyond their own limited view of the world. They're not good, or you could say they're very good at um, seeing how change will negatively affect the things that they value, the things they find comfortable. And they're not so great at seeing the positives that change can bring. They can miss the big picture because of how change affects the brain. And, you know, think about it. They are being asked to do new things that they might not be an expert at. And they might look less capable. Or potentially they are going to be reporting to someone who they don't know or and potentially don't like. And these two parts, looking less capable, because we're so driven by something called impression management, worrying about how we appear to others. So these two parts, looking less capable 
And number two, losing a key connection such as a manager can be triggering, can be emotional. And if your people lack the skills to manage their emotions, it almost doesn't matter what you do. They will struggle to change. So change is personal. And you got to understand that first and foremost. It's not about the fancy new strategy or the new kind of way of going to market. No, it's understanding the brains of your people and that all change is personal. So that's number one. Number two, people are lazy. Can you believe I just said that? Sounds pretty negative, doesn't it? Really, a better way to say it is that your people's brains are wired for laziness. Why? Well, they are, like you, but they are continuously bombarded with huge amounts of data in any moment. And they are desperately, their brain is desperately trying to find a way to make sense of this huge amount of information. And so the brain engages in shortcuts, such as pattern recognition. Why? To become more efficient because it's overwhelmed with this amount of data. And the problem is that this pattern recognition can be inaccurate. The brain prioritizes speed over accuracy to protect itself, to protect your body, for your people to protect their body. And so it engages in this pattern recognition to be, you know, more efficient. And so it can be inaccurate, especially because change brings a whole bunch of patterns that it doesn't recognize. Part of this, as well as the brain is trying to protect its limited capacity of decision-making. So it only has a certain amount of capacity to make it, you know, certain amount of decisions a day. A study of more than a thousand parole board hearings really demonstrates this well. In the study, at the beginning of the day and right after lunch, so at the beginning of the day, you know, the first hour and right after lunch, a judge would grant, get this, parole in 65% of the cases that he or she would um, face, that they would, they would hear. By the end of the morning and at the end of the day, favorable decisions in parole board hearings steadily decreased to nearly zero. Went from 65% to nearly zero. Why? Because, again, the brain has this limited capacity of decision-making in a day. So it works to conserve energy and decision-making capability wherever it can. In other words, as I like to say, it's lazy. It's trying to preserve or conserve precious resources. So what does this mean if you're trying to help your people change? Well, there's a lot that I will suggest over the course of this series, but the big things right now in this episode is to understand the brain of your people. Manage with the brain in mind. Know that all change is personal and that you need to equip your people with skills to manage their emotions. There are, as you know, if you listen to this podcast or you've taken any of our courses, there are concrete insights and skills 
that people can learn to be better at managing those difficult moments, those last 8% moments, to manage their emotions in these moments. And so they need that if you want change to take root. So number one, manage with the brain and mind. Number two, don't try to change too many things at once. Definitely start with a big vision of where you are going and why. And by the way, that big picture and the why is really important. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But don't try to change everything all at once because the brain simply cannot take it. You will hit resistance that will become insurmountable. So you will need to have a certain amount of patience. The good news is that the more that you can get better at understanding change, understanding how the brain responds under pressure in the last 8% situations, the better you will become at helping people change. They will see you as a critical resource for them. And by extension, the organization, they will see you as someone they can trust. By the way, another really important ingredient in change. And they will share with you what is going well, how they're making out and what's knowing what's not going so well. And this vulnerability will pay off in spades down the road. So start by just understanding the brain under pressure and build some skills yourself to be patient. It's a long road to truly make change happen, but the world is just changing so fast and we need to learn as fast as the world is changing which is what will allow us to change as fast as the world is changing and it starts with us it starts with you as leo tolstoy said everyone thinks of changing the world but no one thinks of changing him or herself this is where you need to start okay so Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Let's move to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. Wonderful. Now, think of three things that you can be feel grateful for without working very hard. For me, it's my kids or my parents who are doing their best. 89, my dad just turned 89. So I have a lot to feel grateful for with my family. What is it for you? Wonderful. Now think of three goals for the day. What do you want to get done today? What would make it an effective day, a productive day? Wonderful. Now use this energy and momentum and focus to just have a wonderful day, to make it a great day. You have so much opportunity to show up with a great attitude, show up with energy, 
show up with focus. Do it. And just see how it impacts the more important people around you. If you are getting something out of the podcast, please share it. Please write a review. Please join our Facebook group. We want to help you on this journey. Margaret Mead, I'm going to finish with a Margaret Mead quote. Maybe her most famous quote. One of my favorites, for sure. She said, Never underestimate the power of a small group of committed people to change the world. In fact, it is the only thing that ever has. Never underestimate the power of a small group of people, a small group of committed people to change the world. In fact, it is the only thing that ever has. Have a wonderful day.